Do you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a vitamin B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1, Zobria by O'Share Health. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells in your feet and legs to stop functioning properly. may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to reverse these symptoms. You can get Zobria now with new lower pricing, risk-free, by going to Z-O-B-R-I-A dot com or by calling 1-855-ZOBRIA-8. That's Zobria.com or 1-855-962-7428. Get 20% off the new lower price with coupon code Hoffman at checkout plus free shipping. Zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, wherein we answer your questions. It's an opportunity to send questions to radioprogram at AOL.com. And here to capably assist me in fielding your inquiries is Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist and resident, joins me each week on the eponymous Q&A with Layla. <laughs> eponymous. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, look that word up, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Dr. Good. Hoffman? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like uh, we're, we're heading towards Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's been sort of a, a long slog towards uh, Christmas, It's uh, but it, it's here before we even know it. Exactly. Yeah. Last time I blinked, it was October. Yeah. And, uh, it's like that. It's, uh, you know, Christmas is a little bit, uh, compounded with, uh, Omicron anxiety here in New York. Mm. As we see, you know, on the way to work, I saw people lined up, uh, to get their tests. Yes. Uh, the, the urgent cares and those right. places or the tents. And, you know, I think several things are going on. I think it's some people <clears throat> are getting like a little scratchy throat or something and they're wondering, you know, Ordinarily, they wouldn't bother, but I know, think people are traveling. I think more than anything, people are traveling. A lot, it's a lot about that. It's about like yeah. they need to get a certificate to show that they can go places if they're yes. traveling abroad, uh, or you know mm-hmm. if they're going to visit uh, grandpa and grandma, they you know, or, or their parents, uh, they don't want to bring it, yeah. so they want to get tested before. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, for events, sometimes for events to go mm-hmm. to this or that or the other thing, you have to have a vaccination. So there's a lot of reasons that are compelling people to get tested. Or they may have been told, hey, you know, you better get tested because somebody calls them up or, you know, texts them and says, hey, I came down with COVID. We were in contact. You better get right, checked. Right, right. And I think some events are you either have to show vaccination proof or you have to show a negative test. Mm-hmm. So One or the other or both. I can't believe they canceled the Rockettes. <laughs> Even the Rockettes, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it remains to be seen, you know, uh, whether these measures, uh, will make a difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's sort of the reflex move whenever COVID numbers go up. But, you know, I have a good feeling about Omicron. I think Omicron, 
uh, is milder. There's lots of evidence that it is. And it may be that uh, booster that a lot of people need because we know that the vaccines are less efficacious against Omicron. Getting yeah. Omicron is probably pretty effective against Omicron and maybe future variants. It's like a vaccine yeah. itself. And I, I just talked to a patient of ours who, uh, you know, she, she says, you know, she's been vaccinated, double vaccinated. Yes. Uh, not yet boosted, yeah. but she took uh, J&J, then Pfizer, and she, she says, I can't figure it out because I wear a mask all the time, all the time. And how did I come down with this? I don't, I'm don't. i not coming in contact with anybody else. I go, you know, the, the vaccines are only partially effective. It may make you have a milder case, and the masks are not completely effective. They're, yeah. not, they're not totally inefficacious, yes. but they are not a bulwark against all right. misfortune. Mm-hmm. So, and, but she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave her some suggestion for supplements. I told her to take, you know, zinc and extra vitamin D and melatonin mm-hmm. and gargle with an iodine solution, which may make a difference. Use nice. clear nasal spray, which is easy C. to get. Take yeah. vitamin C, mm-hmm. quercetin. Quercetin, uh, yes. These are among the things that are most popular. Uh, mainstream, you can even find those recommendations on, you know, America's Frontline Doctors, you know, and... Uh, yes, America's you know, Frontline Doctors. You know, they mm-hmm. suggest ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for people who get sicker, there's the monoclonal antibodies, but, you know, I think that's, for the vast majority of people, they're going to have mild infections. And uh, that may do something to um, collapse the narrative in mm-hmm. 2022, that Americans will realize that COVID is less deadly and uh, may reduce some of the fear factor and actually contribute to herd immunity yeah. because it'll be hybrid immunity because a lot of people have been vaccinated. A lot of people have had COVID before. Yes. They can still catch COVID, but when they get a second infection, it's a booster. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I I actually, uh, I'm not in a panic. I think what worries me most is that it may interfere with my plans. Uh, huh. I've got a, a Billy Joel concert that I plan to attend. And I plan to take a trip, and I hope that these things don't get, you know, scotched because of. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, because right. of the uh, because of the uh, widespread mm-hmm. lockdowns that may ensue. Mm-hmm. Um, there are already travel restrictions, I believe, from other countries to the U.S. Yeah. So yeah, that remains to be seen. Right. And the thing is, it can change at any time. It's it makes it very hard to plan anything. So worst come to worst, you know, we'll do my I'll do my podcast with you from St. Martin. You okay. know, it's not a bad place to have to quarantine. Sure. You know, and you could just zoom from there. Yeah, the I'll zoom with the patients right. from you know. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, I'm I'm at the beach. You know, it's like I've got my tablet here. Uh, I'm uh, sipping a tropical drink. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. I'm just wearing my bathing suit. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so, so, you know, look, uh, with it, we, I, I, I hesitate to go further down the, the rabbit hole on Omicron because we're at kind of a stage of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, as my newsletter article this week pointed out, um, I think that there may be a plus side to this mm-hmm. dark cloud, a silver lining. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. That it's mutated to the point of almost becoming a vaccine or a booster yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, that it may, it may just... Look, I mean, there's no question for very... Like, they, they've had one death in the United States. Mm. And that was a guy in Texas who was yeah. 50 years old who had COVID before, but was 
unvaccinated, mm-hmm. and they say he had comorbidities. Now, I know New York comorbidities, yeah, but Texas comorbidities are Texas-style comorbidities. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> when you uh, don't take good care of yourself in Texas, well, there's a lot of things you can slap yourself upside the head with <laughs> in Texas. And, you know, for all the world, you know, this yeah. guy may have been a smoker who was alcoholic, who was diabetic and hypertensive yeah. and, you know, whatever. One death that, you know, a lot of cases, one death in the yeah. United States. I think one death in Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, there will be more deaths because there are some people who are poised on the brink. Yeah. And this, even a cold could be the coup de grace for them. Sure. Uh, sure. But um, relatively encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well. let's proceed to our questions. Radio program at AOL.com is destination request. By the way, keep the questions coming because uh, even though it's kind of a holiday lull, we do plan to do another one of these uh, next week yes. uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you get a little bored and you know, perhaps you got a question or a comment, send it to us mm-hmm. at radio program at AOL.com. Okay, we've got a question from Nancy. I listened to Dr. Hoffman years ago, saying that tinnitus is in the brain, which I can totally relate to, although mostly it's on my right side. And I got it after taking Wellbutrin. What parts of the brain are affected Okay, tinnitus is in the brain? Well, just as there's a visual center in the brain, there's an auditory center in the brain. Mm-hmm. And um, look, it may be a combination of things, and there may be different components to tinnitus. There may be some people who have damage to their auditory apparatus, the Mm -hmm. uh, bones that pick up the sound signals and transmit them to the auditory nerve. That may Mm -hmm. be part of it, but it it actually is thought that it's due to damage to the auditory nerve or damage in the brain. Um, What, you know, it's kind of unusual to develop tinnitus after Wellbutrin, Mm. but anything's possible. It's not known, like some things like uh, certain antibiotics like gentamicin are notorious for causing hearing loss and tinnitus. Wow. Many medications do that. Aspirin does that. Aspirin does for that. For sure. That. You know, even just over-the-counter aspirin. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the fact that this person took Wellbutrin was an antidepressant tells me that this person has a history of depression. Depression and tinnitus feed on each other uh, because, yes. uh, you know, it's depressing to have tinnitus. Right. And depression makes you more attuned to your bodily discomfiture. Right. So You hear it more. Yeah. Uh, and you may, in the case of tinnitus. and it may drive you to distraction or drive yes. you to despair. And mm-hmm. so sometimes a cognitive behavioral approach to tinnitus can be helpful, which is kind of like, okay, you got it. I mean, you listen to a lot of loud sounds in your life. Uh, you know, you're older, hearing deteriorates. Played your guitar too loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I was, I was listening, you know, I listened to uh, music while I run. Uh-huh. And uh, I came back and there's this new thing on my uh, iPhone. Uh, and there's like a warning. It's like, you've exceeded your decibel threshold for the week. Oh, wow. It's also possibly because <laughs> I walk around New York with my iPhone, and my iPhone's listening to all the sounds. And between oh. the uh, the headphones and the sounds of New York. Sure. So what am I supposed to do? Go into hiding now? I guess, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this new warning. I mean, you can turn it off if you want. Yeah. You, know, you, you can kinds, turn off those alerts. You can turn off all those alerts. Uh, get alert fatigue after a while. Yeah. Uh, it's time to get up. You know, you've been sitting too long. Like, get up and breathe. Like, 
<laughs> it's, it's like, shut up. I'm busy. <laughs> yes, dear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, that could be a bit much. So, so uh, what are supplements that are helpful for tinnitus? Lots this, of Bs. Yeah, B vitamins can be helpful. Uh, there's some evidence that B1 works on nerves. B12 works on nerves. Yeah. Uh, we've got a product, uh, Zobria, that mm-hmm. is a sponsor, and they there may there is some evidence that B one may be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, thiamine, thiamine, mm-hmm. thiamine uh, is B one. Well, right. This is actually a, a better absorbed form of thiamine. It's mm-hmm. the uh, fat soluble form, uh, benfotiamine. So the um, the other thing, specifically ginkgo biloba, may be helpful. It's a circulatory enhancer. Yes, I think there's great potential for nicotinamide riboside. Remember we had this guy uh, who used to work in this office. I mean, there's so many people come and go in this office that we share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was uh, a physical therapist. And, you know, he, he just said, you know, hey, doc. And it was one of those water cooler conversations like, uh, you know, you got anything for tinnitus? And I said, well, you know, might try nicotinamide riboside. And he said that he got it from listening to being too close to the speakers at a concert. Sure. So it just blew out his ears. Yeah. And um, I said, Mm, yeah, try that. And mm-hmm. he, he came back and he said, it really works. And I said, well, now take twice as much. Like, it can be a little pricey to take high doses. But I told True. him to take, he was taking it. 500. I told him to take 1,000. And then I think even 1,500 or 2,000, which mm-hmm. is like four capsules a day. Yeah. And he reported that with each increment, he felt there was an improvement in his tinnitus. That's great. Because it makes sense because it's, it works on the mitochondria, mm-hmm. which uh, are very active in the brain mm-hmm. and or in the auditory nerve and possibly got some support. And there's actually some research looking at NR, nicotinamide riboside, in, um, uh, I believe it is in sudden onset deafness. Oh, uh, wow. You know, which is like an autoimmune thing. Right. For that which can they happen from Meniere's or they get that can happen from, from a virus or something. Yeah. We don't even know why it occurs, but some people get like sudden onset. Uh, by the way, um, here's a possibility too. We did see a patient, and this has been reported as a fairly frequent, frequent, infrequent mm-hmm. complication of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, and we, we did? It was a rel- I remember he was a 48 year old, a young, healthy guy, took a vaccine, mm-hmm. and he subsequently had t- really nagging tinnitus. Yes, I remember him. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, there is sort of an intersection between tinnitus and depression, tricognitive behavioral therapy. You know, if necessary, yeah. medication can tamp it down. We'd yeah. rather not people take medication. But. but but what does it mean when they say that noise? It's not it's not your inner ear. It's in your brain. What, what it is, means. What does that mean? Well, what it means is, if you think about uh, a radio in your car. You ever take a long road trip and you're somewhere like in Wyoming and you're like way away from civilization. You're trying to tune in a distant radio station. Sure. And so, and you hear like staticky things. Mm -hmm. And you, so you would not blame the speaker of the Ah, radio. It's the innards of the radio. Right. That are not getting an adequate signal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's, that's a mechanical analogy, but it's, that's the speaker's not broken, right. which would be the, the ear. receptor part of the outer ear. Yeah. It's the innards mm-hmm. that are not processing the signal correctly, the sound yeah. signal, or the radio signal. That's, so I think. The, the processing of the sig- in yeah. the brain. Yeah. yeah. The process- right. Right. That makes sense. Right. Wow. Wow. I remember there was a supplement back when. 
uh-huh. called lipoflavonoid. Lipoflavonoid. And that is, I think I there's... Think alpha lipoic acid was also... Alpha lipoic acid works on nerves helpful. too. Uh, but lipoflavonoid was a bioflavonoid that was purported to be helpful for tinnitus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of gone a little bit by the wayside because the research wasn't that robust. There were a couple of small papers on it. Yeah. Um, but it was popular because this is a god-awful situation and people are looking for a remedy. Yeah. What I remember about that particular product, Dr. Hoffman, is it had additional ingredients that, that shouldn't have been there, like Titanium color. dioxide. Yeah, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. They, it's like, why so, is this here? Otherwise, I was going to try it. Yeah. yeah. So they used the um, the basic science, but then they didn't know how to make a clean formula. Yeah. And this is a, and it was not really in the in the health market. It was the kind of thing you buy at a drugstore, you know, like a regular, you know, conventional right. drugstore. Right. Right. Nancy, thank you for that question. Oh, here's something really interesting. Oh, you want to uh, allow one of our sponsors to uh, share oh, a bottle of this? Oh, yes. In fact, that, this is a good time. Okay, so tee it up. Here we go. Here's a word from one of our sponsors. Listen up. Thank you, Layla. Listen up. Does fatigue sometimes hold you back from doing the things you want to do? Studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age, increasing your fatigue. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with the only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. NT Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. I've been using NT Factor for years and prescribe it for my patients. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Plus, during the entire month of December, you can enjoy 20% off the entire line of NT Factor products. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com for 20% off site-wide during the entire month of December. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine continuing a resource for you in 2022. And now back to our questions. What's next, Lily? Oh, this comes from Caroline. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I've been looking for a diagnosis for my symptoms for years, but so far, no answers. And I'm going to say her thing in a nutshell because she sent us quite a bit of information. She had a stage one breast cancer lumpectomy 10 years ago and has put herself on the Gonzalez protocol ever since. Okay, so, so yes. for our listening audience, uh, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez is a good colleague of mine in New York. I've known yeah. him for 30 years. God rest his uh, soul. Kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went into general integrative medicine. He went into cancer, you know, mm-hmm. full bore, treating the most god-awful cancer cases with a total natural approach, mm-hmm. using high doses of pancreatic enzymes, yes. using coffee enemas, mm-hmm. using specific diets, specific diets, diets ranging from raw foods diets right. to very high protein animal yes, fat all, all diets. meat diets, depending right. on the type of cancer. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so... A very unique practitioner, mm-hmm. um, and I have look. While uniformly he didn't save everybody with advanced cancer, there were some miraculous cases. True. Okay. Yeah. So Caroline has been on this protocol for the past ten years, the Gonzalez protocol, and lately she's been finding that uh, monthly symptoms, after about five years, develop monthly symptoms truly every month of headache, nausea, and fatigue. I don't know how old Caroline is. Yeah, I mean, wait, like, wait, she's 72 years old. 
Okay. So it's not a premenstrual thing. You know, no. Okay, I was, I was thinking. Although maybe, I think it was interesting. Maybe it some, that. some women report that even after the menopause, they have sick cycling. They feel they the cycles. Cycling. Yeah. They feel yeah. their cycles. Yeah, yeah I yeah. believe that. Yeah, and it, I believe that. Some, the clock doesn't completely stop. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. There's still a little bit going yeah. on there yeah. in the background. So every month, headache, nausea, fatigue. Where Caroline can't eat her no- normal diet mm. except for toast, maybe some ginger tea. You know, she, her internist told her, you, you've got keratinemia. So I. So she's doing enormous amounts of, uh, of vegetables juice. and carrot juice and Carrot like juice that. and right. all that. Right. So she stopped that until her levels were normal, but her symptoms were still there. She tried then stopping the pancreatic enzymes as another internist told her, what, but that didn't help. There's, there's so many things you take. You, th- True. It's a very rigorous program. People think my program is rigorous. People routinely take 150 pills when they're on the Gonzalez True. protocol. True, and it's a lot. So at this point, I still only do one coffee enema daily, <laughs> <laughs> but little else from the program, right. although I hope to restart the pancreatic enzymes oh, at this, some so point. Just, this, I, a general co- comment on this is stage one cancer, breast, breast cancer. cancer, is the best kind of breast cancer, often doesn't require, should not require chemo, uh, may sometimes require mm-hmm. you know, surgery, Mm-hmm. Maybe radiation, although that's not even. It's many studies are equivocal on that. Yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, maybe hormonal therapy, but she chose to take a natural approach. Yeah. I actually think that it's a little excessive. Yeah. I think she would be fine with a more conservative approach. Yeah, we have many patients who have exactly that predicament. They're in the catbird seat as long as they do some basic stuff without 150 supplements, pancreatic enzymes, and um, uh, coffee enemas. They're going to be fine anyway. Yeah. They might be fine even if they just go on and lead their lives because it's a very early cancer. Yes. So, um, yes. you know, I, I don't know the answer for her, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I just, we read this just to sort of share. Yeah. And my comment to her is that if she were my patient, I would, I would just downsize her program, make it a lot simpler, uh, make it less rigorous. She's overly conscientious because yeah. I think there's the fear of recurrence of breast cancer, which is remote now. Mm-hmm. It's real, but it's it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you need to be on such a rigorous program. And well, the other point I would make is when you uh, feel kind of crappy uh, and you have keratinemia, uh, it's a sign sometimes that you have hypothyroidism. And mm-hmm. we just saw a patient uh, yes. together today. And I, I looked at her the other day when I saw her a few months ago, and she says, I'm not feeling well. And I looked at her, you know, she looked a little yellow. But then I said, come by the window. And I said, you know, there's a, your skin is yellow. But your eyes, your sclera, your, the whites of your eyes are not yellow, so you don't have hepatitis. Right. You don't have like... Or know, jaundice or something. Jaundice. Yeah. You have keratinemia. Mm-hmm. Keratinemia occurs when you take a lot of carrot juice or supplements with beta carotene or lutein or, you know, these kinds of things or lycopene. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is more likely when you have hypothyroidism because you mm-hmm. don't convert pre-vitamin A into, uh, you know, it, vitamin A. Right. It accumulates. Mm-hmm. So I said, yo, let's check your thyroid. Oh, your thyroid's a little weak. I gave her some thyroid. Today, she's a happy camper. She is. She's, she feels she's, so much better. Yeah. We just saw her, yeah. And, and a conventional doctor would not have put her on thyroid because yeah. it was a little borderline. It wasn't bad. But, you yeah. know, we did it. Yeah. It made all the difference. So Caroline is 72 years old, organic vegan for moral reasons. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So, th- so that may be she, part of the problem. Yeah. She's wondering if, yeah, if you would recommend specific tests or what type of doctor... She needs supervision with something like this. Yeah, you don't I mean, go do a Gonzalez protocol without supervision, especially for 10 years. Right. Right. It's kind of like, 
You know, if I told you to take a long walk off a short pier, would you just keep walking? Well, if you told me, Dr. Hoffman. <laughs> I, I'm so persuaded. That, that's why I tell patients. I say, wait, you haven't been here for three years and you keep doing the same thing, you know, that I told you to do. Said, yeah, but I'm following your instructions. Like, yeah, but maybe things have changed. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Or the other thing is, right. well, you wrote about this protocol or right, this supplement. Right. So over the years, every newsletter I read or every podcast you had, I just added that yeah, yeah, supplement. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It's, I think it's a little bit that phenomenon. It's yes. this uh, person uh, needs a reassessment. Right. You know, sometimes people feel a little devitalized on a, on a vegan diet. True. But, you know, if it's for moral reasons, uh, then she won't take any animal protein mm -hmm. for moral reasons. But you might adjust her diet to include other... Other uh, sources of complete pr protein. Protein, right. It could be hemp, something like that. Soy may not be in her best interest, mm -hmm. especially in the setting of having had breast cancer. There's now, so what, are, there's pea protein, which pea is an protein, alternative, yeah. Rice protein. Yeah. Sure. Those types of things. I'm liking whey protein these days. Whey protein is great really for branched-chain amino acids. creamy, really good. It's, mm -hmm. I take it after I work out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it's like the least allergenic part of milk. I throw some colostrum in you there. Know? I throw some, uh, a little magnesium to, with, I like the uh, reacted magnesium. Yes, It's reacted sweet magnesium. tasting. It's got Very stevia good. in it, powder. Blends nicely, and uh, I put, put a little hemp oil in there to give it a little thickness mm. and uh, some, you know, fat calories. Yeah, because you know it's sort of my pre-breakfast mm -hmm. that I do a few chores and I have you know some eggs. There you go. Yeah, but I the the key is I also throw in some uh, a product called Mito Pure, which is urolithin A, which has a claim to fame that uh, research shows and it actually research in a pretty Pretty uh, well-respected journal, Nature, which is like a top-flight journal, where yeah. urolithin A actually uh, is really good for mitochondrial support and may enhance leg strength, which is very important for me. Oh, fantastic! For, you know, running and cycling and swimming. And mitochondria, those powerhouses of every cell, are you know, it's it's the mitochondria being diminished or becoming debilitated which is normally the precursor right. for many of our chronic conditions. I, I take it all for mitochondria. I mean, I take uh, yeah. uh, nicotinamide riboside, the true niagen product. I take uh, urolithin A and mm -hmm. brand name MitoPure, which, which is not on full script. I get it separately. Yeah. Uh, and I take uh, NT Factor. Very good. And, um, you know, I cover a lot of bases for mitochondrial support. Coconut oil or MCT oil. Okay. That could be helpful as yeah. well. Right. Okay, we've got... <clears throat> wait, wait, let, I think we should pause because we want to... Already? Yeah. Wow. Uh, give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two. Researchers discover how cells from tumors remain dormant for years hmm. before metastasis occurs. Okay. Wow. Somebody wants us to tee off on that stuff. Yes. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin. It's my favorite time of the week because... We get a lot of great questions from you in the audience, thought-provoking questions, and we're going to do our best to field those questions in part two. So stay with us. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.